What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, hello. I am back again. I know it's been a couple of weeks, but uh, those of you that know I live in Kansas City, you probably realized last weekend I was probably a little busy, right? Uh, it's been kind of a crazy week here in Kansas City. Uh, of course, the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl, whatever you like us or not, you know, we went back. And in a grand total, a lot of people forget that there are four Super Bowl trophies here in Kansas City because we did have a win back in 1970 with the great Hall of Famer Len Dawson back in the 1970. Uh, so, yeah, we have four Super Bowl trophies here, and we are now among the few areas that have a back-to-back Super Bowl championship. And, of course, when we try to celebrate it, well, I don't want to get into bad things that go on, but, yeah, things went very, very bad. And, of course, our prayers are definitely with the families of all those who were injured, uh, a lot of children. Uh, I don't want to focus on the bad things, but we are thinking about you out there. And uh, so be thinking about them and uh, other families like... Uh, yeah, not, whatever you think of Joel Osteen, that you know, having a, a, a shooting at his church too, you know, it's uh, so I, maybe it's just a sign of the times that uh, people are just getting worse and horrible things happen. Uh, but we are back again to have some fun. I know it's been a couple of weeks, and I meant to have Philip on with me, but things are not quite working that away. And but I'm here back to just have some fun, and you know, I'm catching up with a couple of weeks. So this is probably gonna be a long show. It'll be a lot of talking for me to do by myself. But I'm mainly going to focus on a couple of games that are coming out in the next few weeks. That, uh, well, Philip, I know, is excited for one. I'm kind of excited for it myself. Uh, But, of course, my budget will only allow for one of these two games. And so I've got two games to talk about later. And uh, that, of course, is WWE 2K24 and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Both I'm very excited about. One of them because some of the things that I've learned about the game uh, get me excited. The other is because I've been excited since the uh, the remake game actually came out. Uh, I, I think it's been about almost like four years ago. I remember that was like my COVID game. When I was stuck at home with COVID and couldn't do anything, I had gotten a copy of that game and just played that while I was stuck at home, not able to work or anything. Mm-hmm. Hot cocoa. Yes. Keep that throat warm and talkable. Yeah, yes. And it's... All right. So this is a... It's a hot cocoa that's a, like Kmart... Not Kmart, but I'm sorry. Walmart brand. You know, the great value. Not the greatest hot cocoa, but maybe it's just mixing with the leftover guacamole that's uh, in my mouth or something. Uh, we've been having some some taco stuff. <laughs> to, to put this mildly or to frame this for you, uh, my wife was, you know, at, her, at the school that she teaches at, the teachers were having like a Mexican dinner kind of thing. And my wife decided to make her own refried beans. And she just grabbed every pinto bean we had in the house and we had 
apparently lots. And she made a large crock pot full of refried beans and just trying to find ways to eat them all because we ended up with a lot of it coming home. And uh, we had some guacamole and stuff that we had. Uh, I mean, we made some seven-layer dip for the Super Bowl, and there's still some beans, and I made some meat, and I've been having some taco meat with some more of this guacamole and uh, a bunch of other fixings. Uh, so I've just, boy, uh, eaten a lot of beans <laughs> here lately. And even before that, we had uh, chili for a couple of weeks as, you know, we're just surviving on what we can afford. So it's been a lot of, it's a bean fest around here. It is. This is a bean fest, and I feel like I still got the taste of guacamole in my mouth, and I take a sip of hot chocolate, and the guacamole is still there. But, uh, oh well. Anyway, so I have a, a YouTube video here that's listed as a, what have you been watching? Uh, and I realized that this, I swear, we did this last week. It's the Lay's potato chip ad that was a Groundhog Day thing, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I played that audio for you on there. So I'm going to skip on past that. Uh, but, uh, so what I've been watching though, the, I do have one thing I've watched of note. And if you check out Diz radio, I had to watch an episode of even Stevens, uh, for and the assignment Jonathan Johnson gave me for an upcoming episode. If you're, if you're not listening to Diz radio, uh, it's not really Disney focused so much anymore over there. It's still, it's still called Diz radio. Um, it was, it used to be a Disney show kind of like this used to be a Disney show. Uh, I've completely changed over. Jonathan's show is mostly changed over. There's still some Disney style content, uh, depending upon the guest he has. And he's does a celebrity show and he has what he calls the D team. And I'm a member of the D team and we create segments as a, uh, audio magazine of sorts. And if you haven't been checking out the show, go check it out. But yeah, I had to watch an episode of even Stevens. And of course I'm going to talk about that on that show later, coming up later this week. So go and check it out. But what have I been playing uh, in preparation for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? I wanted to go back and revisit uh, the story of the original Final Fantasy VII game, which, of course, you can get, I believe, for Switch, Xbox, and uh, on your PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. And you even have, uh, like, some cheats that they've unlocked for you, basically. You can turn on and off your ability for you to heal up instantly, get all your magic back instantly, and have a limit break. Well, which I have used when I get into trouble, I'll, I'll hit that real quick. And, you know, I turn it on, turn it back off uh, just to kind of give a quick heal. Uh, you can speed everything up by three times. Uh, you can shut off random encounters. But uh, when I went through the game before, just to experience the story, when I first purchased this, I did shut off random encounters. Uh, but you don't level up or do anything much there. So this time I've kept random encounters on. I've been trying to play it mostly normal, except for if I just get get in a bind, I'll I'll hit the thing just to heal up or something, you know, get all my magic and my health back. If I get myself in a situation where I'm in a fight that I can't win, <laughs> you know, so I've I've bailed myself out a few times in this, but uh, I am I'm noticing some things, and I'm going to get into this later when we talk about rebirth. But uh, I'm taking the time to grind out some of the extra bits of the game, and even in parts that it doesn't make sense, like it unlocks. Chocobo breeding and Chocobo racing at the time when Meteor is coming to destroy the Earth. And everybody you, you encounter and they talk to is, well, what do we do? Is this the end of the world? And yet I'm like, oh, I'm going to go breed Chocobos and go race them. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's where I'm at. But I mainly was going through to kind of unlock every, all the characters' limit breaks, all of their limit breaks where they have an ultimate attack or whatever by the end. Uh, and also you get a summon materia which allows you to summon Knights of the Realm, or Knights of, Knights of the Round, pardon me. And this is basically overkill times a thousand, where you have basically like, like 10 different knights that come around and make four attacks of around four to 5,000 damage each. 
uh, and it sucks up at least half of your magic, you know. <laughs> so this is one of those only use when you need it in a time of extreme emergency. But that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been playing through that, and I've I've uh, just about got everything that I accomplished. And so in the coming weeks when I have time to play, I'm going to try to just finish the story. Uh, the only thing I have not accomplished is I, I uh, stepped too far into the story to the part where Aerith is no longer part of the group, and so I didn't get her ultimate limit break unlocked uh, before she's murdered. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm I'm kind of wondering how you know much of this is going to be changed in Rebirth because um, you know this remake made some changes and I'm going to get into that uh, of of what I think's going on with uh, some of the changes that happened there. But that's what I've been playing and what I've been watching this week. Uh, but now that we've talked about that, it's time to get into. My goodness, we have a lot of news this week and a ton of trailers when we get there. Wow. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, so I have something unexpected that I found this week. Uh, this is from IGN. Uh, I'm going to open this up here. The Phantom Menace is coming back to theaters for its 25th anniversary this May. Uh, and celebration of the 25th anniversary. This is coming to theaters. Limited time, May 3rd. Now, um, of course, now I don't think we were dating at the time of this, but uh, my my wife and I went to this together. We waited in line for tickets. Uh, so whatever, whatever you think of Star Wars The Phantom Menace, uh, this I, I want to go to just because it'd be fun, you know, for my wife and I, I think, to go to this. Uh, I am making some plans. So uh, it was originally released in theaters on May 19th, 1999. My goodness, uh, if, when you think of that, that, that's 25 years ago. I mean, the uh, the Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition was 20 years after the release of the first film back in 1997. That's the first time we got uh, the those changes. And I think, yeah, 25 years now since the first of the prequels. My goodness. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, but now this is considered episode one of the Skywalker saga, as we call it, and Star Wars became known as Star Wars A New Hope, or episode four from 1977. Uh, and the the fun thing is this is, this is kind of a controversial, you know, the prequel trilogy, which everybody has, there's a wave of positivity about these three films that even Ewan McGregor has mentioned back in 2022, because those of you, you know, you know, the prequels were, well, I still enjoyed them. Well, the first one and the third one I enjoyed. The second one's the one I really kind of don't like. But when you compare it to the sequel trilogy, these suddenly these films look fantastic. <laughs> okay? So there's a bit of a, a, a change, I think, in perspective. And uh, the younger audiences, younger Star Wars fans, they, you know, people around the age of, you know, a little, a little over 20, maybe about up to 30, they were kids and watched these movies as their first Star Wars movies. And it's kind of fun to have uh, the millennial uh, generation this is to them. This is their Star Wars, and they love this, these movies as much as you know Gen X. We love the original trilogy, uh, but yeah, this so that's coming out there. Uh, you can look. I think at StarWars.com to find out where it's going to be playing and try to track it down in a theater nearby you. All right, Spider-Man Two came out this uh, what was it, October. Well, Insomniac Games has said this over on X. 
said our title updates for Marvel's Spider-Man 2 PS5 arise next month and adds highly requested features like New Game Plus, New Suits, and more. Watch our social media for a complete list of features closer to release. And they did the hashtag Be Greater Together. So yes, new content is coming for Spider-Man 2 for those of you who purchased it. Uh, we don't know exactly um, everything specifically at this point. But, you know, a new game plus, that gives you a chance to play through the the story again, which, you know, I, I gives me an excuse to do it. I've been trying to catch up on a lot of other games that I haven't played, so I went through and I, I got my Platinum on Spider-Man 2, and then I moved on. And I'm waiting, of course, there's probably going to be some more DLC and uh, maybe some new storylines and things like that, which I wonder what they're going to do with because they... Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but you've probably heard by now that at the end, it's like Peter Parker kind of steps down at the end of the game. So I don't know if you're going to just have some Miles Morales stories or if you're going to, because part of the fun of the Spider-Man 2 game was switching back and forth between the two characters. Uh, so I don't know, with some DLC, what uh, we might expect out of that. And now here's something you probably have heard about. I mean, this just went everywhere. Also from IGN. Warner Brothers reportedly set to shelve and delete Coyote vs. Acme film once and for all. They allegedly wanted $75 to $80 million for the project. Uh, let me just kind of read this to you. It says, It appears Coyote versus Acme might never see the light of day as Warner Brothers Discovery is reportedly set to shelve and delete the film after failing to find a buyer. The rap reported that Warner Brothers rejected offers from Amazon, Netflix, and Paramount. Why did Warner Brothers reject offers? Paramount reportedly also proposed a theatrical release for the film, which Warner Brothers allegedly rejected. I guess allegedly is the word here. Warner Brothers reportedly wanted $75 to $80 million for the project and would not allow the studios to counter offer. More interestingly, the rap claimed the four Warner Brothers executives who made the decision, including CEO and President David Zaslav, I think that's how you say that, have yet to see the film's final cut. Two executives, CEOs, and Warner Brothers, Motion Picture Group, co-chairpersons, Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi reportedly saw a director's cut. In contrast, Warner Brothers Pictures Animation President Bill Damask saw an audience review of the film. And I don't know what's going on here. I mean, Warner Brothers should be able to release this themselves, right? I mean, don't they do some of their own distribution? This is Warner Brothers animated characters. I saw uh, there's a lot about this that I just don't really understand. Uh, this was co-written by James Gunn and stars John Cena. I mean, this has potential to already be, you know, a big thing, but they're asking for more money than I guess anybody wants to put it on a streaming service for. So I'm not sure what's happening with this. It just looks like it's, it's going up in smoke, but I mean, the idea is funny. Wiley Cody, after years of failing to catch the Roadrunner and all, getting all these Acme products that that backfire on him, takes them to court? I mean, come on. That's funny. So, I mean, the premise alone is good. So I don't know if we'll ever get a chance to see this movie. Warner Brothers says, I mean, it's not the first time they've, they've uh, tucked something away, but they probably, Batgirl probably wasn't going to be good. So I, I'm not that surprised they decided not to release that one. But this one, I mean, everything sounds great about it. So I don't understand what's happening. Well, there have been a campaign, uh, people uh, trending on Twitter or X, talking about, you know, release the movie. Speaking of movies that maybe shouldn't have been made, 
But a, a new Jurassic World movie, and this is on Variety, got a 2025 release date, and David Leitch is in talks to direct. And a lot of people have been saying, you know, maybe getting the director is something you should have before you set a release date, but I don't think that's the way it works. I mean, you, they set a release date, and they, they try to schedule when they have movies when it come out, and then they start making it. But the, uh, So this is the director of Bullet Train, and uh, the, the movie is supposed to release July 2nd, 2025. Uh, David Coop, is, who's the original screenwriter in Jurassic Park and the Lost World, Jurassic Park, is writing a script for the film, which will be executive produced by Steven Spielberg, but through Spielberg through Amblin Entertainment. Frank Marshall and Patrick Crowley were produced, and David Leitch and Kelly McCormick will also produce through 87 North. Now, I mean, Coop, you know, he's got you know, the the first Spider-Man film, A Mission Impossible, Death Becomes Her, Panic Room, War of the Worlds. Uh, I mean, he's got a, a, a pretty good... Repertoire or, 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 or whatever that word, you know what I mean? He's got a long list of successful movies. Only thing is, um, okay, so Jurassic Park versus the Lost World Jurassic Park. Lost World isn't, it's not that it's a bad movie, it's just kind of inferior and it feels like a rehashing of some of the things in Jurassic Park. I mean, I didn't, I did not enjoy Lost World as much as I enjoyed Jurassic Park. And so, but he has the potential to make a good movie, but. This is a, a franchise that already jumped the shark or the T-Rex a long time ago. Mainly with having the dinosaurs running loose all over the world. That was a really poor decision for storytelling. Uh, and uh, that Dominion movie was the direct result of that poor decision in storytelling. Uh, and I don't think you can really save this. So... I, but I did see there's some people that got excited on the announcement. They were people on Facebook. However, I'm not. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of the original movie. I kind of liked Jurassic World. haven't really enjoyed any of the other ones as much, or even if at all. Uh, the last two Jurassic World movies, I didn't like, and the last one was absolute garbage. Something else, though, uh, from Variety, Marvel Studios has its Fantastic Four. You've probably heard about this. So we've got a cast. Uh, we got Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm, and Eben Moss Bacharach as Ben Grimm, also known as The Thing. Uh, we're looking at this to be released July 25th of 2025, and we've also got a Thunderbolt movie that is currently set for May the 2nd of 2025. Uh, we've still got Captain America Brave New World, is supposed to be in February, Blade in November, and in 2026 we've got Avengers The King Dynasty, which I guess apparently we are still looking up uh, for a Kang dynasty. Uh, we're not sure how this is going to work. They're, uh, they're going to have to recast Kang. Uh, we ain't exactly sure. Uh, but we've got WandaVision director Matt Shackman, who's directing the Fantastic Four. We've got a screenplay by Josh Friedman, Jeff Kaplan, and Ian Springer. Uh, now, uh, we were hearing already in November that there were stocks of Pedro Pascal playing Reed Richards. Uh, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I was thinking, oh, I don't, I, he's not the he's not the person I would have picked to play Reed Richards. I mean, nothing against Pedro. Um, I, I've seen him, you know, do some pretty good characters. Uh, just I, this didn't seem like a role that I would pick for him. You need someone who's kind of almost almost an emotional intellectual, and well, I suppose Pedro could pull pull that off. I mean, he has played an entire character where you never see his face, but see, he's got to let his voice convey everything for a Mandalorian. So I don't know. We'll see how this turns out. I am. That's the only character. I mean, only actor on this uh, list that I am familiar with is Pedro Pascal. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that, but there's our cast. I don't know any of these other actors. I'll, I'll wait and sit until we get to see something uh, when they start filming and start releasing some teasers. Uh, and then uh, I'll know whether or not I am excited about this or not. Because <laughs> right now, I mean, a Fantastic Four movie uh, sounds great, but, you know, lately Disney Marvel has kind of... Well, you know, they're just not making as good of movies as they once did. And a lot of people are hoping Deadpool and Wolverine will be the uh, return to some sort of Marvel glory as they bring Deadpool into the MCU. Uh, personally, I don't really do a lot of art reading movies. And that trailer, boy, they, that trailer they showed, it, even though, well, I guess the Super Bowl didn't show too much. Well, they had some stuff. But there's some stuff in that that I'm like, yeah, it's definitely stuff that I don't go for. It's not my thing. But anyways, uh, d if you go to our website, you'll find a, a big logo for Dubby. Remember, if you go to W.GG and use the, the discount code Neverland, you will get a nice discount off of your order. Now, if you want to know what Dubby is, uh, it is an energy drink, but it's it's like a drink mixes. and You mix it in water, and you can even buy yourself a container. They really lean on this for gamers to give you energy without giving you the jitters, and there's lots of different flavors. Uh, I haven't gotten to try any of this out. Uh, I There was like hiccups on how the, the trial thing, I was supposed to be able to get some sample stuff that I I couldn't seem to, I guess I had needed to place a full order for something with some of the sample things. And I actually have my own, you know, water drinks that I usually do. Uh, but, you know, they're an affiliate thing. And if you go and you purchase something, I get a little bit of something to help support the show. So go check them out. Tell me what you think of it. In fact, we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. That's a good place for you to tell me what you thought of it. All right, but let's go ahead and jump into the trailer park because we're going to be here a while. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him, Mama. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. Okay, so let's get in our first of many trailers, and all these are trailers you might have already seen. You're an alien. You're super powerful. Recently saved the world with your friends. What do you like to do for fun? Vengeance. I was thinking more like reading or, or, or yoga. Hey, buddy. Isn't it great to finally relax? I am an echidna warrior. I only remain on Earth because I made a vow to you and the fox. So I made myself at home. Nope, we are not turning our living room into some kind of gladiator fighting pit. What is Ozzy doing here? He will be challenging his greatest enemy. Is that our mailman? <laughs> this is not a place of battle, so I will begin my quest. Come, Weed. Well, most people think I'm a joke. I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Oh. Let's go get him. Knuckles. Without his little friends, he's vulnerable. He's the key to all my newest creation. You worked for Robotnik. Bring me Knuckles. Sorry, this lane is reserved. You think you can take my power? Do I look like I need your power? What are you talking about? What do you need is power. It's the whole reason we're here. You're mine. I made a promise. 
to protect this planet. I am ready. Oh, snap! Someone's about to get slapped. I think today is gonna be a beautiful day. Knuckles, hmm? help me! You gonna rescue him? No, he must learn to rescue himself. Knuckles coming to Paramount Plus uh, in April. Now this <laughs> this has so much fun in there. Uh, this is coming April twenty sixth, but this could have been a movie, right? I, I would have gone to a Knuckles movie, but this looks a, like a lot of fun. This is a six-part uh, series that takes place between Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Sonic the Hedgehog 3, which is still coming. Uh, is that going to be next year or later this year? I think it's going to be next year where we get Sonic 3. Uh, but I have enjoyed both of the Sonic movies. I've had a lot of fun and a lot of laughs with them both. And this looks like more fun and laughs in a series that uh, Knuckles gets to have adventures with some new friends. And uh, I did not have any a clue that this was coming. And then I found this trailer, uh, uh, you know, this came out and uh, I was, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to have a lot of fun watching this. I bet you will too, if you enjoyed those Sonic movies. And I, I, I don't really play a lot of the Sonic games. I've played like the first two Sonic games on the old Sega Genesis. Uh, but I've really enjoyed those movies. Okay, now on a more serious level of movies, here's Kingdom of the Planet of the, of the Apes. Are you familiar with the concept of evolution? In their time, humans were capable of many great things. They could fly like eagles fly. They could speak across oceans. But now it is our time. And it is my kingdom. Side by side. Impossible as that may seem. Why do they hunt her? She's smarter than most. The elders did not tell us everything about this world. Bend for your king. Apes hunt humans. That is wrong. Together, you will 
strong. May 10th in theaters. It's also, uh, this is from 20th Century Studios, uh, also to be on Max. I don't think on the same day. But uh, let's see here. This says, Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the global epic franchise set several generations in the future following Caesar's reign, in which apes are the dominant species living harmoniously, and humans have been reduced to living in the shadows. As a new tyrannical ape leader builds his empire, one young ape undertakes a harrowing journey that will cause him to question all that he has known about the past and to make choices that will define a future for apes and humans alike. So Wes Ball, uh, he did the Maze Runner trilogy, if anybody watched that. Uh, this has Owen Teague from It, Freya Allen from The Witcher, Kevin Durod, Lock and Key, Peter Macon from Shameless, William H. Macy, known from Fargo and a whole lot of other stuff. Screenplay is by Josh Friedman, who wrote War of the Worlds, and, well, of course, didn't write the original story of War of the Worlds. Uh, Rick Jeff and uh, Silver from Avatar The Way of the Water. Uh, you've got a lot of people. Um, we do have uh, the Planet of the Apes trilogy uh, guy, Peter Sheridan. Uh, and Jason Reed looks like to be producing along with a bunch of other people. So, I mean, I, um, these, these newer, I've, I've not really seen the original Planet of the Apes films, but I've watched these newer ones like one time each. I haven't really, you know, purchased to watch repeatedly. They are, I mean, they're deep and they're heavy, so they're not fun to watch, but they're really good. I mean, it's, it's some deep sci-fi. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to check this out. Uh, so, yeah, this looks like we're getting a little closer to what the original films were, where the humans really have lost all intelligence and become nothing more than slaves. And I, uh, if I remember correctly, in the, at the in the end credits of the first of these new the new series of Planet of the Apes movies, they do mention an astronaut leaving on a on a mission and he's not going to come back for however long going to come back to the ruin of uh, the human world where the apes are the dominant as depicted in the original Charlton Heston film, uh, which I, I wonder if we're working our way to that. Uh, but this, I mean, most, most characters in this can be computer animated. Uh, I, I bet we do have some actors that have played the roles in there. I mean, Andy Serkis played Caesar in the original trilogy. And uh, of course, Andy Serkis is amazing. Um, so I, I wonder if we have a bit of motion capture going on with some of the voiceover. Uh, and then the actress, I'm not sure which one she is. Uh, that might be Owen Teague from it or Freya Allen from the Witcher. I don't know. Um, it could be Freya Allen. I mean, I guess she looks kind of familiar. Maybe it's the same girl who's playing Siri. I don't know. Uh, this, uh, she's got the same kind of blue eyes. I'm thinking Siri had blue eyes. I, I have spent a while since I've been watching anything for the Witcher series, but, uh, yeah, there's a young lady there with a very nice, pretty blue eyes and it might very much be her. Oh, here's uh, I guess I better click this while I'm looking at it. Uh, Awaji, we've got an official trailer, something coming to Disney Plus from Walt Disney Animation Studios. Let's go ahead and divert from what I had planned and uh, take a look at this. Well, I clicked it and nothing's happening. Let me try clicking it on uh, this other side. Here we go. From Disney Animation and the groundbreaking storytellers of Kugali. Happy birthday. Tola. This is our team. You want that story, pet? It's great. Comes a Disney Plus limited series. What would you say if I asked you to go to the mainland? Set in a futuristic Nigeria. You want to see the real Lagos? Yes, let's go. Welcome. 
to Lagos, Nigeria. Tolab, your daddy has done well for himself. This is how to fish in large rivers. Otin, wait, my daughter. She's your responsibility. Find her. Be careful, though. Some of these people are actually dangerous. I laugh in the face of danger. I didn't hear you laugh, oh. <laughs> Tola, I got you now. Kind of cute. I take that back. Okay, so your main selling point of Awaju uh, appears to be a robotic lizard that looks like a real kind of lizard with multiple lots of colors and everything. Uh, but this is Awaju. It's an original animated series set in futuristic Lagos, Nigeria. The exciting coming-of-age story follows Tola, a young girl from the wealthy island, and her best friend Cole a self-taught tech expert as they discover the secrets and dangers hidden in their different worlds. So this might be fun. It's a, it's a series coming Disney plus February the 28th. I'll take a look at an episode or two. Uh, this, you know, it, it could be kind of fun. looks, uh, kind of goofy. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't know any more about that than what I was just telling you. Here's something that I don't think I'm going to be interested in. The best way to bring folks together Something has changed within is to give them a real good enemy. Oh! You're green. I am. Something is not the same. Something just takes over me. And when it does, bad things happen. Once you learn to harness your emotions, the sky's the limit. Bring to me. Don't be afraid. I'm not afraid. It's the wizard who should be afraid of me. So this Thanksgiving, we get a Wicked movie, and those I know there's plenty of people who are fans of Wicked. Right now, this trailer on Universal Pictures' YouTube channel has almost as many dislikes as it does likes, and we're talking of the over 100,000. Uh, it says here, after two decades of one of the most beloved and enduring musicals on the stage, Wicked makes a long-awaited journey to the big screen as a spectacular generation-defining cinematic event this holiday season. Wicked, the untold story of the Witches of Oz, stars Emmy... And Grammy Tony winning powerhouse Cynthia Erivo from Harriet's Broadway's The Color Purple uh, as El Faba, a young woman misunderstood because of her unusual green skin who has yet to discover her true power. And Grammy winning multi-platinum recording artist and global superstar Ariana Grande as Glinda, a popular young woman gilded by privilege and ambition who has yet to discover her true heart. The two meet as students at Shiz University in the fantastical land of Oz and forge an unlikely but profound friendship. Following an encounter with the wonderful Wizard of Oz, their friendship is, reaches a crossroads and their lives take very different paths. Glinda's unfleeching desire for popularity sees her seduced by power, while El Faba's determination to remain true to herself and those around her have, will have unexpected and shocking consequences on her future. 
Their extraordinary adventures in Oz will ultimately see them fulfill their destinies as Glinda the Good and Wicked Witch of the West. And, I mean, this has got a lot of people in the cast, you know. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, you might have recognized his voice. I wonder if he's playing the wizard. Uh, yes, we, you know, Jeff Goldblum as the legendary wizard of Oz. Uh, but how do I want to phrase this? Uh, I mean, this is not, for, as far as I can tell, based on any of the Frank L. Baum stories. This was a separate book somebody wrote where they tried to reinvent and I'm never a real fan when you take the villain of a story and you ruin them by trying to make them, oh, well, they were just a misunderstood hero. And we just, you know, made them, and, and you turn the wizard into the real bad guy. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, for those of you that were, have been around since the beginning of the, you know, or, or long ago for the first Maleficent movie, that's a movie that, I, that literally ticked me off royally because they took a, a great villain and even had a great actress playing the villain who did a really good job playing it. And they messed up what it could have been. I mean, don't ruin a good villain. And don't turn it all upside down. I mean, that's why I enjoyed that Joker movie. It is it is the creepy, slow decline into insanity and evil that we see in that first Joker movie. And I'm curious what they're doing with the second one. But it's that movie is greatly disturbing. I mean, because we're following the story of the Joker becoming the Joker. But we, you know... He might almost seem pitiable, but then you see him relish in uh, in killing, you know. And that's but see, that's a that's a way a villain movie should be. It should be see them decline in their full villainy, and that's not what this seems to be. And uh, I I feel like I got a similar story that they actually based something off the books when the uh, Disney did their Oz movie. Um, I forgot what it was even called. But yeah. Or, uh, and that wasn't a bad movie. That was I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, and this, I mean, for the look of it, and I think the kids are going to want to see it. I mean, it's bright and colorful, and uh, but it's going to remind me of uh, when I did go see that that last Disney Oz movie, where it's a little girl and a few rows in front of me asking loudly to her mother, "Where's Dorothy?" Uh, so, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be seeing this. Is bright, colorful. I've not been interested in Wicked. Uh, I, I I don't want my villains to be. That sympathetic to where they're the hero of the story and we just didn't understand. I, I don't dig that, you know. Uh, that's as bad as uh, there's current series right now that are trying to make Satan, the devil himself, the good guy. And just we just didn't understand. I kid you not, this stuff exists out there. And I am not down with that. Uh, we are not, you know, not prudent at this juncture. Uh, anyways, I've never seen any of the Quiet Place movies. I've meant to watch them. But we've got uh, The Quiet Place Day One, uh, which shows like, the, I guess, the beginning of the aliens arriving. Uh, looks like it's going to be good. Take a listen.
So this is coming to June. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's really not much to this trailer that really lends it to a podcast. There's not a lot of like dialogue. Uh, but uh, golly, that looks terrifying. But uh, I appreciate about these that they keep it to a, like a PG-13 level, so it's more accessible by other people. Uh, so yeah, this uh, I need to watch these movies. So I mean, just looks the idea is just kind of terrifying, really. Uh, so yeah, there was. Okay, Inside Out 2. Oh, boy. This is Joy, coming to you live in Riley's mind. Get on your feet and make some noise. Anger. Let me at him. Fear. Mouth guard, people. Disgust. No, 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 no. That's not ours. Sadness is in the house. Orange? Who made the console orange? Hello? Ah. Oh, my gosh. I'm anxiety. Where can I put my stuff? This film is not yet rated. Well, June 14th, Inside Out 2, in case anybody thought we needed that. I mean, I enjoyed the first one. Uh, so, yeah, here it is. There was a little 30-second thing where the new uh, emotion is anxiety, which I thought that was, like, a part of fear. But uh, I guess some of the original concepts, there was a lot more than just the amount of emotions as depicted in the movie. There's, I guess, a... a psychology book somebody wrote that had all these different things listed and anxiety must be a separate one, uh, which, you know, as you grow up, that makes sense. But that's the thing is like, it feels like we're doing another coming of age, which that's what the first film was for Riley. She was kind of coming of age and maturing a bit. Uh, so it feels like we're doing another one, except for now it's anxiety. So anyways, any of y'all ever watched the Thundermans? I didn't, but uh, if you did, you might be excited. Uh, the Thundermans return. Let's bring the thunder. Sky selfie! I'm afraid the T-Force must be fired. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Superhuman with a without the soup. We're back in Hiddenville, baby. Thunder fam! Reunion selfie! Oh. This brings back so many bad memories. What are you doing back? Bang, 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 bang like I never left. We're going to high school? We get to be around other teenagers. And get a well-rounded education? Who cares? I'm ready to go. Let the evil begin. <laughs> we, we have, have to, to get, get our jobs, jobs back. back. I know. Seek shelter. Won't some superheroes save us? Thunderman's reporting for duty. It's what we do. Go, go, go. It's been a long time, Max. Welcome to your torment session. Say yes to continue. No! Great. Let's begin. Max and Phoebe are in mortal danger. You're such helicopter parents. Made the world a little safer, and isn't that what it's all about? All right, Maxinators, that's today's live stream. Sorry, there was so much Phoebe. Okay, so this is a movie on Paramount Plus coming March seventh. Uh, this is definitely not my generation. Uh, okay, well, so, the, so the Thunderman's return follows twins Phoebe and Max, who are enjoying their superhero lifestyle in a new city. But when one save, quote unquote. 
Goes Ari, the Thundermans are sent back to Hiddenville. Seriously. While Hank and Barb enjoy their return, Chloe develops a new friend, and Billy and Nora begin normal school life. Max and Phoebe are determined to regain their superhero status. So, there you go. And I see a comment, CGI hasn't improved a bit since last time, and they love it for it. I'm like, well, okay. So, yeah, if you're a fan of this, uh, go ahead. Go go have fun, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely wasn't my generation. Watch the series finale of X-Men next Saturday morning. Check your local listings. I'm grateful to have the chance to say goodbye. I am proud of you all. I X-Men. Fate lies in our hands now. 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 We have to stay vigilant. The professor entrusted us with his dream. No matter how dark it is, we must believe in each other. We get this done by working together as a team. Jeez, Thub, keep buzzing in my ear. To me, my X-Men. Magneto. The last will and testament of Charles Xavier. Everything he built now belongs to me. So this is coming to Disney Plus uh, March 20th. Did I see that right? Yes, March 20th to Disney Plus. X-Men 97, uh, trying to continue from the original series back in the 90s. Now, I got to say, the animation looks very, very choppy. Uh, strangely enough, there's been people whose biggest criticism seems to be that Rome's costume isn't as form-fitting as it was. The you know, slight redesigns of the characters. My concern, I mean... Uh, Part of me wants to be excited for this because it's, you know, it looks looks like a good X-Men series, but modern Disney and also looking at uh, the showrunner that they chose, uh, I don't want to get into it. It seems like this is going to have agenda that shouldn't be there and it's going to drag the series down. I mean, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a watch because uh, I want this to be good, but I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, the X-Men were created originally when Stanley, he, he, he felt like he was out of ideas for how people were going to get their superpowers. Then he thought, what if they were just born with it? And that was the beginning of mutants. And during a time in the sixties, when they came out, he thought, well, we can use this as kind of almost uh, a parallel to racism. And uh, there was a lot of things going on in the sixties, you know, uh, you know, your Martin Luther King was running around, you know, that kind of thing. And that's what it was based off. Uh, since that time, it has been taken over by others. That has nothing to do with race. They're not a different race of people. Uh, but they have decided to take it themselves and run with it. And if, I, I have a feeling that's what might be what we would see leaned heavily upon. And one of the major concerns that people have on this is that Morph, 
who was introduced in these series. And it was a character that got popular enough being in just a, like an episode uh, that they brought him back in season two because everybody thought, oh, I kind of like that character. Well, you don't call him a he, I guess, anymore, because now he's non-binary. And he, despite having the appearance of male, he's now, uh, from imagery we've seen of him, morph is featureless. He looks kind of like the chameleon. <laughs> and, I mean, this is of a time where they've decided Mystique is now non-binary because they decided instead of being Nightcrawler's mother, now she's Mike Nightcrawler's father because she can not only change appearance, but change her internal workings entirely. Uh, and that was not that was not the case, you know, back in the day. Um, and one example, like, uh, Philip and I has discussed, like, well, heck, you even see in the movie when she tries to mimic Wolverine's claws, he slices them off and it hurts. It hurts her. So she can fake stuff in appearance, but she isn't really turning into them completely. So they've, for the sake of an agenda, changes have been made, uh, with the X-Men and it's probably something that they're going to fill this show with an agenda and probably ruin uh, what we enjoyed about it. I don't know. But I'm going to take a look at it just because part of me hopes that they did a good job with this. But the animation looks fairly choppy. Uh, I I had heard that the, the living voices were coming back, but uh, none of the voices sound familiar. Now, I've heard that the, uh, the actor playing Cyclops has passed away, uh, and they got a Pretty good close sounding one, but I I thought some of the other actors were returning and it doesn't sound like they are. I mean, I guess it has been nearly 30 years since that. I mean, I think I was still in high school when the uh, series premiered, I guess in 1994. Uh, it was like uh, on Halloween. I remember Philip was over and uh, we were hanging out for Halloween and we were watching that show. We were highly anticipating it. And then later we got a Spider-Man series, which was fantastic. Uh, so... I want this to be good, but I have a bad feeling about it. Uh, here's something that's uh, coming out of left field. Villains Incorporated, coming from JK Studios. Now, these, uh, they used to be, uh, this is a part of an LDS kind of film group. Uh, they had a YouTube channel and really funny stuff. Uh, and I've seen some of them pop up in some TV commercials and everything, but they started their own group and they graduated because I guess it's it's ran out of the uh, one of the LDS Moran universities. Um, and I forgot what they're called and they got different people now, but this, this, this first group started their own comedy team and started producing some films. Uh, they made another movie. It was kind of a weird frontier thing that I didn't get a chance to see, but this looks funny and they got Colin Mockery in it, but this is Villains Incorporated. Take a listen. Did you take over the world? No. Can't hear you. Did you take over the world? No. Well, payment denies. I understand it's frustrating. Captain Justice. We're the bad guys with a lowercase b. We're the little b. Justice. You mean being exploited for our labor and then not being rewarded for it? Yes, but at least they care for us. Look at that! I'm having the time of This is a Remethian mind control channel. How did you guys get one of these? You have a very specialized team. That's Alex. He doesn't know it, but his boss was slain while trying to sell him to some psychos. He's our new intern. Coolio. I'll grab the back. Hey! Hey! This is our spot! Oh, well, excuse me for using my charms to further our designs. You don't have charms, you have arthritis. They're called jazz hands! Oh, I'll show you jazz hands! Oh, yeah! You you bring it? No! I understand your concern, but world domination is not going to fund itself. 
You don't even have any powers. Actually, I took two years of necromancy in high school so I can kind of talk to the dead. You should be able to shoot like fire or lasers or something out of your eyes. You know I can't do that. <laughs> All I've ever wanted is to take over the world. When you're born a henchman, you don't really get that chance. <laughs> Maybe it's time for someone without powers to conquer the earth. A blue collar bad girl. A villain for the people. That might be just what evil needs. Villain name? Beatrix the Abyss Reef. Taken. Beatrix 89. Also taken. Your assigned name is Danger Person. All right. 83616. Yeah, actually, that's also taken. Danger Person 83617. So this, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be silly and fun. I, I hope it gets enough of a release. Uh, but this is uh, actually, uh, it came through a Kickstarter. Uh, and it says it may not be an official JK movie, but with some of the writers, actors, and even the director, Jeremy Warner, coming from the JK team, it will definitely be in theaters. Check out the project, share it with a, com a comedy lover in your life, and be part of the evil fun. Uh, this is set to come uh, out. Uh, it was just on screen, but it doesn't say in the description. Uh, well, looks like, I think, March or April. <laughs> but I thought it looked kind of funny, and so I think I would check it out, uh, you know. Normally you you don't root for the villains. That's the type of person I am. But this is just pure, just being funny. So I think I could definitely get into this. Okay, one last trailer: Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire. This is the second trailer for this film. Uh, looks pretty exciting and uh, really ridiculous and cheesy. And that's exactly what we want from Godzilla fighting with, uh, well, teaming up with King Kong this time. For centuries, there was harmony. The titans were the guardians of nature, and the great apes became the protectors of humanity. a signal she can feel it Kong Godzilla they can feel it too something is coming something even they're afraid of you feel like going for a ride thought you'd never ask Just try not to swallow your tongue what Is that a mini Kong? Oh my God. That's not just a signal. That's a call for war. What is that? Oh. 
Khan can't stop this on his own. He won't be alone. The last time those two met up, it was almost the end of Khan. They don't have to like each other. We just have to work together. Now I have seen everything. We've made some minor augmentations. Oh. Okay, so this is coming March 29th. The Guardians of Nature and the Protectors of Humanity, the Rise of a New Empire. <laughs> Don't know exactly what's going on here. Uh, I mean, we kind of, if you watch the Godzilla versus Kong, we got like hints that there was some underground society of apes and they had weapons and uh, yeah. So uh, the epic battle continues, it says here in Warner Brothers Pictures YouTube channel. Legendary Pictures Cinematic Monsterverse follows up the explosive showdown of Godzilla vs. Kong with an all-new adventure that pits the almighty Kong and the fearsome Godzilla against a colossal undiscovered threat hidden within our world, challenging their very existence. And our own Godzilla x Kong, the new empire, delves further into the histories of these titans and their origins, as well as the mysteries of Skull Island and beyond. While uncovering the mythic battle that helped forge these extraordinary beings and tied them to humankind forever. Uh, and actually got the returning... Uh, uh, Anna Wingard directing this. Uh, this stars Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, Dan Stevens, Kaylee Hottie, Alex Ferns, Fallen Chen. Uh, and it's a screenplay from Terry Rossio and Simon Barrett, who uh, uh, did like the first film and the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, also, Jeremy Slater from Moon Knight. And the story is by Rossio and Wingard and Barrett. Uh, this, I mean, it just looks like ridiculous fun. You know, that's pretty much what it is. This is this is pure popcorn, which has pretty much been these these movies, really, uh, as they've been hitting their stride. Uh, the first Godzilla movie, you know, I uh, that we made here felt like it could have had more Godzilla and more monsters. It was it was too much on the human. And I was like, you know, come on. We want to see giant monsters fighting. Uh, and by the time we got to the, that Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, it just turned into pure entertainment. <laughs> and it just has been going from there. So. This is going to be fun. It's just ridiculous fun. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to checking out this movie. Okay, so we're going to take a short break now for some commercials and be right back with some of our main topic. And we're back. And as a reminder, you can get an exclusive feed from Red Circle, which will have no ads in the... Uh, in the episodes that you get to download. Also, you can support us on Patreon and also get an ad-free version. Of course, you'll still have the ads that I read for you in the middle of the show, but at least you won't have those annoying ads there in the middle or the beginning or end of the show. Okay, but let's get on to uh, what our main focus is going to be today. And I have a, a, a few videos to play for you. Uh, so take a listen. Cody Rhodes suffered a nightmare This is how my story ends. Roman Reigns has done it again. This is the story of legacy. Look at wow. the power of Bel Air! I got the ESC story! And it might be! Good as the women! 
page out of your story. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. My story started at the very beginning, brother. My story So the method, of course, of advertising for this game has, of course, been about Cody Rhodes and finishing the story, which it seemed for a while WWE was not going that direction with, uh, you know, with, you know, with WrestleMania occurring this year and having the uh, story not being finished being kind of the big deal. Uh, now, you know, Philip thinks that they maybe meant to do it this way, but they have, you know, they did have time to change course for WrestleMania and it seems like they did. Uh, but of course that's the first announcement we had for this upcoming game, which I almost forgot I was going to have to censor on stone cold there. Uh, but there's a, another video here. So let me just hop in here with another video. There is no way to embellish or exaggerate the enormity of the main event of WrestleMania. Greatness on a different level. <laughs> Brace yourself, you're gonna be in. Welcome to WrestleMania! Okay, so they're covering 40 years of WrestleMania with only 21 matches. But with the footage that they show, uh, you know, it gives me hope that they would have some classic uh, wrestlers playable in the game. And that's what gets me interested in this this game, is seeing some of these classic wrestlers. And I, I mean, I, I don't buy these games for the modern guys, really. <laughs> I don't really watch the show anymore. But when they put those classic wrestlers in there, I, I want to play it to play with those classic wrestlers that I grew up watching. And of course the main thing is creating wrestlers uh, all the time. That's, that's pretty much what uh, the main thing that draws, I think Philip in and myself uh, is just creating wrestlers. We, of course we create ourselves. Then we create some of our favorite comic book characters, cartoon characters uh, for me, video game characters as well. And it takes a lot of time and effort to make all the different characters. And the unfortunate things I wish you could, carry a character over from your previous saves instead of having to start over and make them again, which Philip, I guess, doesn't mind, but I, I, I have a harder time making them uh, and to get them right. You know, they don't always turn out the way I want them to. And be like, you know, I would like to have it where I, when I get it right to be able to just like 
keep it like okay here we go coming into the game for the next year and here's the character that i think i actually made it run did it right for once so but we'll see i'll have a lot more options on faces i think this year with the uh final fantasy 7 rebirth because uh, i've tried to make some final fantasy 7 characters in the game and uh having more options on faces i think this year is going to make it a little easier because there's going to be different shots uh used and i can find the right face uh you know from different things and try to put them on the characters and you know so we'll see what happens this year it'll be a while before i pick up the game because i you know i'd save my money for final fantasy 7 rebirth oh yeah that's gonna be the second game we talk about but we'll get into that here in a little bit but here's some of the description that says the story's not finished take your first look at wwe 2k24's all new match types environments superstars and more including the 2k showcase of the immortals celebrate 40 years of wrestlemania with new match types updated gameplay and more available march 8th so that's coming up very soon, uh, there was a list of features that was on the 2K.com website. Uh, of course, there's there's guest referees, casket matches, gauntlet matches, ambulance, ambulance matches, uh, lots of different new ones. Uh, you have, of course, the My Rise is back, but there's two different styles. They have here a picture that says My Rise Unleashed and then also My Rise Undisputed, and that's where you can become a champion. This is where you have a story that it gives you for a character you create, which, you know, I, I prefer to have my own story of what I think would happen with my guy. <laughs> what would it be me? But you get to play out a story that they make. I've, I don't know if I've ever actually completed any of the, my rise. I kind of get the more sidetracked of making my own universe. Uh, you can of course create your own factions. Uh, of course you got the universe, the universe mode, the, the GM mode. Uh, that's just only some of the things listed on the 2K website. There was another website that had even more of the features. Uh, it's the newsroom for 2K, and it had a list when I was looking around some of this stuff. Let me see if I can scan down. Of course, the uh, they mentioned the showcase of the Immortals, and that's, of course, the 40 years of WrestleMania. And uh, if it's anything like previous games, you'll have some of the uh, the past wrestlers sharing the stories of the matches. They are calling it an iconic roster. Uh, which includes, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Andre the Giant, uh, along with, you know, of course, Cody Rhodes, Bianca Belair, John Cena, Ray Ripley, and Roman Reigns. New match types. Okay, here's a here's a full list. So special guest referee, ambulance match, which I've heard you can create a referee, or at least uh, when you create a wrestler, you can create the referee mode. Uh, casket matches, gauntlet matches, backstage brawl now features four-player support. And new interactive environmental elements, including a working elevator, breakable control room glass, and a vending machine with throwable sodas. While the Royal Rumble now offers support for eight online players and 30 superstar online matches. All the familiar match types such as War Games, Extreme Rules, TLC, Submission, Heck in a Cell, and many others. Now there's some gameplay upgrades. Uh, super Finishers. The Trading Blows mini game, which I've seen a little bit of footage of that. That looks like a lot of fun. Uh, top rope dive into a group of opponents outside the ring, double title matches, new paybacks, and more. Uh, my faction, I wonder what they've changed about it. It says the team building mode in which players collect, manage, and upgrade an array of superstars and legends to create their four, their ultimate four-person factions returns with a new direct purchase card market and updated multiplayer experience, a new direct purchase card market. What is that? That sounds like a, you know extra paid and stuff. Uh, you know, I forgot what they call that now. Mm. Players can now compete in ranked online quick play with unique rewards and seasonal leaderboards, challenge themselves with weekly towers and, and take on revamped faction wars 2.0. So you can create a faction and take it online. Well, that's fun. 
Uh, but they, on the creation suite, the crown jewel is a best in class, mostly detailed, robust creation suite returns with an all new support for create a referee and create a sign. And that's something that we are uh, definitely excited about. Finally being able to create a sign out in the audience, which we uh, like the old games you could. And then for a long time, we haven't been able to, and uh, we've also been bothered by, and I understand why that because everybody live streams the game, puts it up on YouTube and there's a lot of copyright issues, but uh, wow, I guess it's been probably near 20 years since uh, we were able to have music on our game system uh, or uh, with, I think, Xbox, you could actually connect it to your Windows PC and create a playlist uh, to where you just put whatever song you wanted for your wrestler or whatever, you'd have a playlist, but you could have your own music playing for your own entrance and created characters. And uh, we haven't been able to do that in a long time, but there, I'm sure there's copyright issues. But what I my thought would, on that would be is just silence the entrance music, which they have uh, when you when you stream. If they silence the entrance music and stuff, then it's fine when you stream. But but then when I'm playing on my own, I would still like to be able to have my own music. Of course, now uh, I think with the, the PlayStation Five, I don't know that I can put my own music onto the hard drive. I think mainly you go through Spotify or something like that, and so. I don't know, but it would be nice to have that option again to be able to put your own music on there instead of relying on what they provide. I don't know. But anyways, uh, so new parts and animations, uh, design custom superstars, GMs, arenas, entrances, movesets, championships, and more. And there's a Peacock promotion. New subscribers get one month of Peacock at no extra cost with a purchase of any edition by April 14th of the game. And, of course, they're going to have four editions of the game, a standard edition, a standard cross-gen, digital edition, deluxe edition, and 40 years of WrestleMania edition, then which the 40 years of WrestleMania edition, that's the one I think that's going to cost you, yeah, $120, basically. And I think Philip is going all out and getting that edition. Uh, I will I will get it later, and I'll, I'll pick an edition later, and I might even just do it where I get a disc, and then I'll just add on stuff later. I don't know. Uh, sometimes, though, you get the... Launch edition will have some extra stuff that if you don't get at the launch edition, you'll have to wait to get some extra characters. And I think there was like versions of The Undertaker in one of the previous games that I had to wait for them to release. But really, I only had money to go and get one major game at this time. And uh, it wasn't this one. I, it was something I already put in for. In fact, there was a... Uh, I don't think I've played the audio of this, but there's a new trailer for this game. There was a whole state of play thing, but uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth had a new trailer, and let me play you that audio. Cloud, bring me the black materia. The beginning of the end. The celebration of the faithful. <laughs> A watershed moment for all mankind. Hey kids, sorry we're late. First lucky lady. Hey, boss! Your guests are here! <laughs> At long last, the day returns. I repeat! 
refuse to be upstaged! A second time, my friend! Good, Cloud. Very good. Fill your hollow heart with rage. I'm back now, Aerith. I'm back. We ask that you retrieve it. The Black Materia. Key to our oblivion. Please. It alone can liberate us from this endless dream. Passing through? You! Tifa! Whew! Hey, guys! They're getting some sun, too, huh? Yeah. Well, Red, how do we look? Huh? <clears throat> you should get yourself a reading! It's gotta be hiding some ginormous materia! You said that Sephiroth is your foe. I have a history with him. You wouldn't believe what he can do. Wait, don't misunderstand. You'll need a way home. So when you're ready, I'll be here. An emissary from Wutai is here. Sent by Viceroy Saru. With all this cut blood on my hands, how could I ever hold my daughter again? Those we hate, those we love, those we fear. Genova would become anyone to fool her prey. Don't do this! But I'm no fool. Sephiroth! Hey! No, not you. Here, take it. This isn't about me, though. It's about saving the world. And you. The reunion. When spite and sorrow are harvested to feed the planet. No! Okay, so. Uh, they did release a demo for those of you with a PS5. Uh, there's actually going to be a, an addition to the demo here on the 21st. And yes, I'm sorry, I was still playing. Uh, so yes, and of course, um, those of us who played Remake that enjoyed it have been waiting for this part uh, because we, we it's a three-part uh, trilogy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's a three-part remake of the original game from 1997. And this is actually the second part. We did get Crisis Core a couple years ago. Uh, that was pretty much just adapted from a PSP game. I don't know that they really did anything to spruce it up. And even when I played it, some of the animations were still had that clunkiness from old style animations compared to the motion capture they did for the remake, which uh, there was some very anime motion and stuff. But, you know, when you look in the credits of, of the remake there, they did have live actors doing the uh, the motion capture. But, yeah, we've been waiting for this, though, for like four years 
Uh, I think I mentioned that, you know, this was like my COVID game. <laughs> That's how I got through COVID was I sitting there and played this. I played it through first on normal, then on easy, and then on hard. I think this time I'm going to start it on easy. And then as I've leveled up a bit, I'll come back and play it on normal and then on hard. Because I'll probably still go for it and see how far, I, you know, if I can get through it. Maybe I'll platinum it this time. The last one I didn't platinum uh, because some of the mini games I just couldn't complete to the full satisfaction. Uh, so there's like two trophies I did not get on the remake. But yes, we have been waiting for this. Uh, and uh, there's a little bit of on, stuff on a website here. Let me see here from Square Enix's website that I was going to share. What was the specific thing that I found? Let's see. Uh, I mean, they show off some of the different characters. Of course, you've got, you know, Kate Sith, and, and they did pronounce it Kate Sith instead of Cat She or whatever. Uh, and of course, we you hear him. He's got a Scottish accent. We get to see Elena in there, uh, one of the Turks. Uh, you even say Cisne, uh, uh, one of the Turks you also meet in the Crisis Core game. Which now in the original game she wasn't there in '97, and she's not wearing the typical uniform of a Turk. So I wonder if she's quit the Turks. And with her reaction of like being surprised of me, of seeing someone, I wonder if she's running into Zach again because. Uh, when you play as Zach Fair in the Crisis Score game, you uh, you interact with her often, and they're they're kind of friends. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with that. So it'd be nice to know what happened to that character. Uh, you're also going to meet some new characters. Uh, the, the captain of the uh, Shinra Eight. Uh, let's see, and he's the one who takes you between Junon and Costa, Costa del Sol. Uh, I don't see that he's got a name. Uh, of course, Yuffie is is being brought around there. Uh, now, they did do the expansion when they brought the game over to the PS5 to, to where you had a thing of playing as Yuffie. And, of course, she is playable. Uh, one thing people have been uh, talking about is that Sid and Vincent Valentine, although appearing in the game, are not playable. And I can understand that because, you know, Red 13 was not really playable in the, the remake game. But he comes along kind of late in the game, in the story. And I figured that, well, these two characters kind of pop up later on. Uh, so they probably didn't think there was enough time for you to spend with them other than doing a bunch of extra stuff. So, you know, it makes sense to me. And then in the third game in this, we'll get to have them a lot more and part of playable in your party. But uh, another exciting thing is you have synergy abilities, and these are powerful attacks in which two characters team up to turn the tide of battle. So, I mean, really, the combat system was nearly perfected, uh, I would say, in the previous one. They even still kept the concept of having a timer waiting on your moves, except for you could do your basic combat moves, and uh, your timer just would allow you to do a spell or an item or do a specific move uh, would be on timed events. So, I mean, that's it's almost like they kept some of the concepts of the original game, but yet, you know, made it more of an action RPG. And it was a nice blend of everything, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, they just expanded because, you know, when they make a new game, they want to have new things for us, and they, even a lot of new minigames coming up in this new game. Now, I have seen some criticism, because I'm trying to be fair in all, in all points, uh, where there was a forum, and I saw some gamers that were complaining. They're they're fans of the original game, and they didn't like the remake because of all the different changes, and it just doesn't seem to have the depth, and blah blah blah. You know, it went on and on and on, and I was just kind of looked it over. I says, well, that's that's your biggest complaint is that you, you know, I, I, part of my brain says, would you like to have uh, more menus? Because really, I mean, and I'm playing again through the the 1997 version. Of course, it's you know updated, or you can you know, activate a cheat with a press of a button. But I mean, you know, I could 
I could put a lot more menus in the game if that's what you really want, because mostly, you know, all your combat is done by uh, menus in the original game. And they were talking about how the combat was a lot, you know, took a lot longer, uh, the combat in the uh, the remake. And it's like, well, yeah, I did it first until you started leveling up. And you'd want to have big epic battles. And there, I've had battles in, that, in the uh, the original game that took at least an hour. And it was just, you know, menu selections for an hour. Okay, I mean, yeah, there's some strategy involved, and people enjoy that. Uh, and the other thing that I would have to say this on on the original game, you literally cannot do a whole section of sub sub game or side quest with breeding chocobos and racing them until Sephiroth has already cast meteor, and this giant meteor is crashing towards the earth. And so, you when you talk to NPCs throughout the game, they're all concerned about the end of the world, and yet I'm going to take time out now for doing the chocobo breeding and racing. And there's also a lot of, uh, well, I would call it grinding, uh, but I guess it's also farming when you're trying to get money or trying to get items. Because if you stop to do the breeding of chocobos, there's so much stuff to do to get what you need to breed breed your way up to a choco a golden chocobo. And if you're trying to get everybody's limit breaks, you're going to spend a lot of time just running around in circles on the map, just trying to get random encounters to pop up uh, enough times to where you can defeat a certain number of enemies or use your limit break a certain number of times to get the next step in that. So there's a lot of just kind of time wasting, although there is a lot of fun things in the original game to go and find in different locations, which they find ways to integrate those into like remake had had some of that in there. And I'm sure in rebirth, there'll be a lot of these extra items put in there, but maybe they can put it in a more appropriate time to where that keeps the story moving. And we're not pausing the story of the end of the world here by having these side things happen now. Uh, so, I mean, there's definitely some criticism that you can have of the original game that it needed a, an update and, and they're not taking away that original game from, from you. It is still there. And it seems, and I'm going to try not to get spoilery from the remake game, but it seems almost in remake that the events of the, in the, from the 1997 game have happened, but something now has happened where they're getting another chance. As uh, there's some, seems to be a bit of foreknowledge from cloud and especially Aerith of knowing how things went before and that they are now I mean, the, the theme of the remake is and how it even ended. It was finding a way to change their fate and their destiny. And, you know, and especially for Aerith, because, you know, a lot of people, including me, were upset to, to find out she was going to die in the original 97 game. And a lot of people are OK with that because, oh, it really adds to the story. And like, yeah, I can I can get that, uh, you know, and her sacrifice actually enables her to still because she does everything. She's the one that really stops Sephiroth. And it makes sense that Sephiroth would come after her because she was the only one with the ability to do it. And you spend a lot of the game, you don't know it, that what she did would, would save the world, but you need to stop Sephiroth from, from trying to block her power from doing what uh, it, she had set it up to do. I'm trying to delicately go around the original game because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who doesn't know anything on the original game. Uh, but yeah, she's really the one that stops Sephiroth, but she needs help from you. Lend me your strength, it even says in the... Uh, the uh, first trailer I think it was we had for rebirth. So but they, they said in the state of play trailer, and one of the guys literally said that the fate Aerith's fate is in our hands. So it seems like we might have the option of how we can change this and uh, alter the story of how it's going to move forward. Um, I did watch some video on YouTube where somebody wouldn't list it out on final fantasy games. So there usually is a character that dies somewhere along the way. And, uh, I wonder if maybe you can select and have a different character die. Because if that's the case, can, goodbye Yuffie. I've never liked Yuffie. 
I have no use for her. So if I could pick a character that's going to have to sacrifice themselves to save everybody, we'll just get rid of Yuffie. No big deal. <laughs> I would not be bothered by that at all. Now, some people might. There's probably fans of that character out there, but I'm not one of them. Okay. All she does is show up and then steal your materia and you put you on a really long side quest to go and get it back. Uh, just bug the dickens out of me, really. But she is a playable game and maybe they've made her a lot more likable. Uh, I, the expanded stuff they did for the remake where they had the integrate and they had a, a separate Yuffie story. I thought, well, maybe they make her a bit more likable. I'm like, eh, not really. Uh, not to me at least, but we'll see what, how she's presented this game. But I am definitely nonetheless very excited to play this. The odd thing is this will be coming out February 29th. It's coming up very soon. And then, uh, like for the day after March 1st is also when the second part of the Dune movies will be out. And it's like, okay, do I want to spend my Saturday just sitting there playing the game or should I go see the movie? Uh, also, I'm still coordinated to have Emma come back in. Uh, and that would have to be on a Saturday too. So I got a lot of things that's going to take my time up on a Saturday. And I just kind of want to sit and play the game. So I don't know. <laughs> but I need to go. I want to go see that movie though too and review it for you. So I have other things to do. So it's going to take me a while to be able to get to play through it. And then, of course, I'll try to share some video on the official Neverland Gaming channel, which I've been trying to post some more video up on there lately. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. Uh, but yes, I'm definitely excited for the game. Uh, you, perhaps you are too. If not, then maybe you just didn't play Remake, or maybe you're one of them people who are just uh, mad about everything about this game being remade. And that's fine. You just miss out. Uh, I even saw one guy had a YouTube tirade about how Aerith's name, he, it, it wasn't Aerith anymore. And the walk, it was, Aerith was a mistranslation into English, and it was always meant to be Aerith, and now they've had the chance to fix it. And in fact, when I play the... Uh, the 97 version that's on PlayStation, I go and I fix the, the name, you know, delete the S, put in a TH because you have that option. You can put whatever name on a character you want. So, but yeah, there's people who get all hung up on, on ridiculous things. Sort of like there's people who, uh, with the X-Men 97, they're hung up on rogues backside and not, um, uh, potentially story beats that might be messed up, which we'll see. Uh, you know, we don't know until we know. Uh, until we watch that. But yep, so I'm excited about that game. Hope you are too. And if not, go play the remake and you'll probably get all into it and you'll be excited for this game as well, which if you happen to have a PlayStation account, you can play that for free as part of your PS Plus account. So yes, definitely. I, I highly recommend it. I think I've ranted on or raved on that game uh, plenty enough. And those of you who uh, want to play on PC, you can play the Final Fantasy VII Remake on PC now as well. But I guess we should wrap this up right there by, of course, reminding you to go to NeverlandPodcast.com and, of course, finding links for not only Debbie, but also you can find uh, links there for Podgagement. If you happen to have a, podga a, a podcast and you want to see some of your reviews from around the world, plus a lot of other features, there's a great, great little inexpensive account you can have with Podgagement. Uh, also, though, we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with the intro, as we thank them every week, because I use that same thing every week. Don't forget to email us, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com, and visit us on Twitter or X. I, I still have it listed as Twitter in my notes, because most of you are still going to call it Twitter. But you know what it is. And, of course, Facebook, we have both a group and a fan page. I post first to the group, and then I try to share from the group into the fan page. Uh, I'm trying to get to where there's even more uh, different things in the group, like some automatic posts that ask you some questions every week. Uh, and of course, on the website, you can join the Neverlanders. You can become a Lost Boy or a Pixie. Why a Pixie? Because girls are too clever and they don't get lost. You know, we're still connected with the book. 
Don't forget also, you will find links for Patreon there as well. Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast. There you can become an exclusive member and get rid of all those ads. Also, on, on Red Circle, there's an exclusive feed for that as well. Links are in the show notes if you would like to help out the show to keep it going. But that's where we're going to wrap it up. And so, how do we always say at the end of the show? Get lost. In an adventure. And I'll see you next time.